let's talk about kid-friendly immune support. I'm Dr. Candice Mathers, licensed naturopathic doctor, owner of Telehealth Clinic Life Blossom Wellness, special needs mom, and your host, the naturopathic mama. In today's episode, I'm going to talk all about the immune system and some easy kid-friendly things you can do to boost your child's immune system today. In today's day and age, there is just so much information out there that you find yourself having to sift through each and every piece of information you come across just to find out what the truth is. This is largely due to um, access of information. The internet has made it very simple for anybody to find any type of information they're looking for. And then social media has made it even easier for us to share that information with our friends, coworkers, colleagues, and family. And some people might think that this is a bad thing and that information should be censored if it's not considered accurate. I personally think that it's a great thing that so much information is available because it gives us, the consumer, the chance to see an issue from all sides so that we can make an informed decision. Now, unfortunately, most of us just don't have the time to sift through hundreds, thousands of research articles, journals, blog posts, and um, social media posts trying to make up an opinion about an issue, especially when it comes to our health. Now, it's that time of the year again, and um, this is the time of the year where you start seeing the sneezes and the sniffles and the coughs and the fevers and No one wants to take off of work or have their child take off of school because of getting ill. Now, I love the fall and um, it's actually my favorite season with winter coming up a close second. I love everything about the fall. I love the changing of the colors of the leaves. I love the apple picking and the pumpkin patches and the cozy sweaters and I'm just going to put it out there. Hot spiced apple cider beats pumpkin spice latte every time. We can argue about that later or we can just agree to disagree. But not everyone loves the fall because around this time of the year, everyone or not everyone, but those with compromised immune systems tend to get ill quicker. And we just see that exacerbated as we go deeper into the winter months with cold and flu season making its peak in February. So I can understand if you're not so happy that the days are starting to get shorter, the nights longer and colder. And, uh, maybe your health or your child's health is starting to suffer. But that's why I want to talk about the immune system. Now, over the past uh, year and a half um, that we have been hearing about the immune system, or actually the lack of our natural immunity, 
it's just been very interesting for me as a naturopathic doctor to engage with uh, patients and clients and to uh, engage with family and friends because I feel that the the idea of the immune system is one that we understand at, at a fundamental level as a society, but it's something that we can't really articulate and it's something that we know that's important but we're not quite sure we know why and everyone knows that they have an immune system or that their immune system is lacking or deficient in some way but we don't really understand the way that it works as a society so i thought that i would jump a little bit into what the immune system actually is and i won't go deep into physiology because if you open that door you can go down a very, very deep tunnel. But it's just something that's good to know that you have that information about what exactly is the immune system and why do we need it to work. So the immune system is a collection of individual cells, tissues, organs, and organ systems that work together to protect your body from outside invasion. It's basically the intelligence that separates self from non-self. And so if there is a bacteria like strep or fungus like mold or a virus like a cold or a flu, it's the job of the immune system to recognize that uh, bacteria, virus, or whatever it may be as something that's foreign or not self and as something that needs to be eliminated or not even allowed to get into the body in the first place. Now, we are constantly being bombarded by viruses and bacteria just in our daily interactions in life. And it's our immune system's job to actually protect us and keep us safe. So there are different parts of the immune system. But remember, all of these parts work together just as the human body is a whole. The foot cannot work without the brain and the brain can't work without the heart. So it's, it's all a whole, but there are parts to the immune system and the skin is actually a huge part of our immune system. It acts as a barrier protecting us from bacterial and viral infections and mucous membranes. And these are um, the inner linings, the moist, <laughs> I, I know that word, someone, someone might take issue with that word, but the, the moist inner linings of the organs and the body. So if you take your tongue and you slide your tongue on the inside of your cheek, that is a mucous membrane and it serves to protect your body from bacterial or viral or uh, foreign invaders. Also, there's organ tissues like the lymph system. If you have enlarged lymph nodes, then you should talk to your doctor. Um, also the bone marrow or the thymus or the spleen and even the tonsils. So um, just just a word about tonsils. Um, I don't know, uh, earlier in uh, the history of modern medicine, not much earlier, 
taking taking out the tonsils was pretty routine and it is still done today you know fairly regularly for kids who suffer from recurrent or chronic strep infections and the uh, idea behind this was that the tonsils were um, they were just kind of useless they didn't really have that much of a function in the human body and so you could take them out without adversely affecting health now the tonsils are little fleshy mounds uh, towards the back of your throat so if you look in a mirror and you stick out your tongue and say ah you know every time you go to the doctor and they take out that wooden depressor the tongue depressor or the popsicle stick without the popsicle and they say stick your tongue out and say ah and they're looking back there that's what they're looking for they're looking for tonsil tonsil enlargement spots um, adenoids things like that so um for a large part of uh, medical history tonsils were taken out and not a single thought was um, given to taking out of the tonsils but now that narrative is being challenged in fact there's some studies that are very interesting that show that uh, tonsillectomy the removal of the tonsils can actually be detrimental for your child's immune function and immune health so um I'll talk about that study uh in just a little bit but I wanted to go back to the parts of the immune system so we'll just you know jump glaze over that so that you get it more of an understanding when I talk about the study so when I talked about parts, I was talking about more of the physical parts, like the skin, mucous membranes, uh, the lymph system. But there, the immune system can be divided into two different components. So innate or inborn immunity and then adaptive immunity. So innate immunity is basically the first line of defense that comes um, against a foreign invader. So it's called antigen independent which means that it's not very specific and this is going to be the immunity that uh, attacks anything that comes to your body it's going to happen it's going to kick in immediately um, when a foreign invader is detected or within a couple of hours and it doesn't require any type of antibodies it's, it's not very specific. It's just, okay, let's just go and destroy anything. And then there's the other component, which is the adaptive immunity. And so the adaptive immunity is actually dependent on a specific invader. So for instance, um, adaptive immunity would be what kicks in when you have a flu infection. I'm not saying that innate immunity won't, but to get rid of that flu virus, you're going to need antibodies against the flu virus. And that's where adaptive immunity kicks in. So adaptive immunity is antigen dependent and antigen specific, which means that there is an antibody for a specific virus, for a specific bacteria, for a specific uh, fungi or mold or spore. Um, so that's how the immune system kind of works. We have that kind of go in and get them take them all out immune system our innate immunity and then our very specific like sniper type adaptive immunity that says okay one antibody for one antigen 
So that's kind of how it works. Antibodies are also called immunoglobulins. So I wanted to get that information out there as I go back into the study about tonsillectomies. So this study was done um, in 2020 and or it was released in 2020 and it followed children a, a small sample size about 30 34 35 kids and, and matched them with 30 healthy controls or healthy kids and it followed the children their ages were between 9 and 15 years of age for four to six uh, years after they had had a uh, tonsil removal and interestingly, it found that these kids who had their tonsils removed had lower levels of IgA or immunoglobulin A, IgM, and IgG. And that's very interesting because these are antibodies. These are part of the adaptive immune system. Um, so IgA, um, its purpose is to inhibit bacterial or in viral cell adhesion to epithelial cells in the body. So basically IgA stops bacteria and viruses from sticking to and infecting your body's mucous membranes or skin cells. That's the purpose of IgA. IgM is basically the first line of defense when it comes to immunoglobulins in general. And IgM, one of the biggest antibodies, one of the biggest immunoglobulins, it activates the complement system. So basically it causes other immune cells. It basically calls in the cavalry, calling other immune cells to come and destroy foreign invaders. And then IgG, immunoglobulin G, which is um, often associated with food sensitivities. This one actually tags invaders for phagocytosis. So phagocytosis is the act of white blood cells engulfing and basically eating and destroying foreign invaders and IgG helps that happen and makes that happen. Interestingly, IgG deficiency is associated with upper respiratory tract infections like uh, cold and, and flu. And then these children who had tonsil removals were also found to have lower B cell levels and B cells actually give rise to antibodies like IgA and IgM. So as we do more research and as we look into it deeper, having tonsils taken out as just a routine surgery might not be the best way to improve your child's health or immune function. So what is then, right? Um, now I'm not advocating to not have tonsils taken out or to to keep them in if you're having chronic strep and your child's having strep every single year or multiple times a year. That's definitely something you should, should talk to with uh, your healthcare provider about, but it does give a different side of the picture that if you do have a child who has a compromised immune system due to um, tonsil removal, then you might want to incorporate some of these suggestions more frequently into your child's uh, routine or maybe you just want to give it a little bit more thought. So how can you boost your child's immune system naturally? I work with a lot of children with special needs and one of the things that we have to be very mindful of is uh, taste <laughs> and texture. 
And so kids can be very picky eaters, especially special needs kids. And you have to be very mindful of these things because kids are not going to take something that tastes bad, especially if they're uh, able to choose what they are going to eat. So we have to make sure that what we're giving to them tastes good. So uh, one of the supplements that I I stand behind 100% is uh, Immunoberry Liquid from Designs for Health. Now, uh, I haven't been paid by any of these brands to recommend these supplements. I'm not going to just recommend supplements. I'm, I'm going to talk about vitamins and minerals as well, but I am all for this Immunoberry Liquid because I use it for my own self, my family, and definitely my kids. And it just has such a good track record of kicking foreign invader butt, especially the flu virus. And it has so many different different uh, good ingredients in it, like elderberry and astragalus. Astragalus is a powerful anti-inflammatory and antioxidant herb, and it also boosts T-cells and antibody immunity, which is awesome. But immunoberry liquid also has maitake and shiitake mushrooms along with beta-glucans that help to further stimulate the immune system and to ramp it up when you're fighting against any type of foreign invader. And then it contains wild cherry bark and wild cherry bark has antioxidants, it's antimicrobial and it also has pain relieving properties. So you have this, this amazing tasting liquid that's easy to give that you could just give a shot, a shot as in like a dropper full. Um, and some juice and it's it's amazing it's it boosts your child's immune system so I really do love um, signs for health immunoberry liquid but then there's also the tried and true vitamins a d and c and vitamin d is huge especially during this time of the year now if you remember, I said that cold and flu season usually peaks in February. Interestingly, vitamin D levels tend to drop to their lowest in February. And vitamin D, it's not just a vitamin, it acts more like a steroid hormone in our bodies. And it helps to produce defensins and cathelicidin, which are our body's own antimicrobial system. So having vitamin D deficiency puts you or your child at risk of having greater infections, of respiratory infections. And there's even an association of vitamin D deficiency with um, seasonal affective disorder. So vitamin D is huge for for anyone who wants to boost their immune system. And you can get vitamin D in easy gummies. Um, I think maybe Nordic Naturals. Uh, I like easy to use vitamin D in um, olive oil, in an olive oil form, or even in a little a liquid because it's easy to take. Remember, this is for children. So we're trying to get them to take these things and it doesn't have a flavor. My kids, they, they actually chew vitamin D capsules and I do as well. It doesn't taste bad at all. It's actually just slightly pleasant flavor and it's boosting the immune system. Also, there's vitamin C. So vitamin C uh, comes in so many different 
uh, forms these days. You can get it in chewables, gummies, powders. Um, I like liposomal uh, vitamin C, but not necessarily, it's not necessary if your child isn't suffering from some really serious immune uh, system dysfunctions. But vitamin C actually helps with um, the duration and the severity of cold and flu. And it also helps to boost white blood cell production. So if you're not getting enough vitamin C in your diet or you're sick, your body starts to use more vitamin C because it's using it to help boost the white blood cells, which are the frontline fighters when it comes to uh, foreign invaders like the cold and the flu and bacteria. So taking more vitamin C actually helps to boost those white blood cell numbers and get rid of that infection that much faster. And then there is vitamin A. And so I don't think that vitamin A gets as much of a, gets as much, I don't know, airtime as maybe vitamin C. And I'm not quite sure why that is because vitamin A is actually an extremely healthy vitamin. Vitamin A is usually thought of when it comes to vision. So everyone's like, okay, you know, vitamin A is for vision, right? But vitamin A is actually crucial. It's important in protecting your mucous membranes and your skin in the body. It's also anti-inflammatory vitamin. And so vitamin A is huge when it comes to boosting your child's immune system. And then I wanted to talk a little bit about um, just probiotics. And so when you think about the immune system, you don't necessarily think about probiotics or gut health. Um, I know before I became a naturopathic doctor, I really didn't think about it that much, but probiotics can actually help to boost the immune system. And this can happen in a few different ways. So probiotics are basically beneficial bacteria that come in a supplement form. It could be a chewable or a tablet or a capsule and you take these or it, it could be in your food too, like the food that you eat. And you take these and they're basically beneficial bacteria that help your body in certain ways, maybe to digest food or to produce certain vitamins. And these bacteria actually help to improve immune function by competing for nutrients with harmful bacteria. So if you think about your gut as a type of um, as a type of plane or bus and it only has uh, certain seats, enough seats for say it only has 10 seats, these beneficial bacteria, these probiotics, they can help to kick out the harmful bacteria and take up the, those seats on the bus by using nutrients that the uh, harmful bacteria would usually have. And so if you have more beneficial bacteria, they're going to take up more nutrients, which is going to cause the harmful bacteria to basically die off. They're not going to have any nutrients to eat. And so they're not going to be able to reproduce. And it's really easy to take a chewable probiotics, especially for kids. They have a few ones that I actually enjoy um, and I use for my kids. I, I like the Garden of Life probiotics, the chewable ones, because they actually have the uh, lactobacillus and bifidobacterium strains, which are 
some of the most studied strains to improve immune function. And then there's also, um, it's also a whole, like a whole foods type probiotic supplement. It has different types of um, vitamins, like vitamin C and D, which actually help to boost the immune system. But that's just what I like to use for my kids. You can also use any type of probiotic if that's uh, what you're looking for. And then the last one that I wanted to talk about was zinc. And I don't know, I feel like zinc has gotten a lot more interest in the past 18 months with COVID. Um, not as much interest that it, it needs because zinc deficiency or zinc insufficiency is, is a condition that is quite often missed. And some of the symptoms of a zinc deficiency could be poor wound healing, um, short stature, not growing properly, and a lack of taste. And so a lack of taste, it's hypojusia where you're not tasting the foods that you're eating. It's probably a sign that you're not getting enough zinc in your diet. But also zinc is needed to improve immune function. Zinc is a huge mineral that, that's needed for so many different um, reactions in our bodies and immune system function is one of the huge one. So zinc is needed to maintain white blood cell levels. If you don't have enough zinc, then your white blood cells are going to, the, the amount of white blood cells you have are going to start dropping. And if you remember what I said before, white blood cells are the ones that actually fight against these foreign invaders for us. And just like vitamin C helps to create more white blood cells, zinc does the same. Now, the problem with the zinc is that it doesn't taste good. <laughs> it doesn't taste good at all. It's actually very, um, very bitter and metallic tasting. So it's kind of hard to get your child to take zinc. Um, but one, one way to get your child to take zinc is if you give aqueous zinc or a zinc drink or a zinc water. Now, one of the ways that you you're, you can tell you know, that your child might be zinc deficient is because they might be able to drink this, this supplement and not taste anything. It might just taste like water. That could be a sign that your child is zinc deficient. And so I, I really like the zinc drink because you can just take some of it and put it into juice and there you go. It's easy. So those are these supplements that I wanted to talk about to boost the immune function of your child, um, immunoberry liquid, vitamins A, C, and D, and zinc, and probiotics. You can always check out um, my website, lifeblossomwellness.com or naturopathicmama.com where I have a blog post detailing these uh, different supplements and a few more. Um, it's called the Top 10 Kid-Friendly Immune Supporting Supplements. And this is a list that I just put together as we're going into the cold and flu season so that your child can always be healthy no matter what. And so you can enjoy a healthy child and your child can enjoy the festivities of the season. And also if you're worried about COVID and you're worried about your child catching COVID, then 
boosting your child's immune system is essential. And you can boost your child's immune system quite easily with these supplements that I recommended. So thank you for listening. Um, I I always appreciate your support. If you have questions or comments or concerns, you can always um, send me an email at contact at lifeblossomwellness.com. I'll be more than happy to get in touch with you and share this with your family and friends and loved ones. And uh, go check out my new website, naturopathicmama.com. That is naturopathic and then mama, M-O-M-M-A.com, where you can get more information, blog posts, check out our brand new store, and connect with like-minded individuals. I'm Dr. Candice Mathers, the naturopathic mama, and I will talk to you next time.